Have you ever wanted to start running but didn't know where to start or started a couch of 5K but quit because it wasn't catered to you? Or better yet, you've been running for a minute, knocked out all the 5Ks, hit up some half marathons, but you keep getting injured, not getting faster, and you're questioning your love for running. If you're a woman over age 35 and been trying to figure out this running thing on your own or don't know where to start, this show is for you. Welcome to Runners University, Women's Guide to Running After 35. My name is Dr. Leticia, physical therapist, certified running nutrition coach, and I've been helping women for many years now tackle aches, pains, build strength, and break mental barriers to living their best life on and off the pavement. Every episode, I take the guesswork out of how to train smarter, faster, and run for life without nagging injuries and actually enjoying it. Let's make running or walking into your 40s, 50s, and beyond your best yet. Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Runners University, Women's Guide to Running After 35. So glad that you can join me on your ride, on your workout, on your run, cooking dinner, wherever it is that you're doing right now. Thanks for listening. And if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe on whatever listening channel that you love to listen to, as well as share it with a run friend. Run friends share good information. So let's hop into today's episode all about recovery tools. Now, there is a balance between training and recovery, and that could be a focus more on after our long runs, after a half, or even after full marathon recovery. And guess what? You still need to have right recovery after those daily runs as well. So not recovering well or not following a good recovery plan can lead to some issues when it comes to reducing your muscular force. That is your power, how you push off, how you're able to propel yourself forward. It can start having disruptions in your joint position. So where your joints are, how are they uh, in space? How are they responding to your training force? Those things can lead to decreased performance and the good old, not so good, increased risk of injury. So I like to say you really have to focus on recovery because our gains are shown in our recovery. We can do all the training runs, hill training, speed work, long runs, all the things. But if our recovery is sucky, our performance is going to be sucky. So we, we want to be able to manage ways to ways, talk about some ways to manage fatigue. And that can be effective in a variety of tools. So I know there's all kinds of recovery things out there. We can use compression. Um, we can use water. We can do a lot of different things, you know, or cold therapy, a lot of different things when it comes to recovery and our performance. So, <clears throat> so let's look at the mindset of never miss a Monday or no days off. It's not the right move for a lot of people. Now, a lot of people, there may be some conflict and depends on where you are in your run journey, having streaks of, you know, a lot of days in a row, a lot of miles, a lot of things, all for the sake of saying, hey, I don't have a day off or I'm glorious, I don't have a day off. That's not necessarily the right mindset. Now, you can have periods where you're doing a challenge and trying to do a run streak And that could include you having days that you were actually walking or you were running a mile or less 
to be able to try to offset this whole never miss a Monday, no days off. Some people get caught up in that and then they feel bad for it actually not running on that day, but your body needs that. So yes, based on your experience and training history, you may be fine with short bouts of running streaks, challenges, and things like that. But please don't beat yourself up or feel you must be running every day. So before we hop on some recovery tool, let's first talk about general recovery after your daily runs and cool down. After those daily runs, it is important to have good recovery. So a cool down can generally, you could even do gradually slowing down at the end of your run, going into a little bit of decreasing that pace and walking to cool your body down and prepare it um, for our workout being over, as well as knocking out some quick stretching post-run. I know that is a trouble point for a lot of runners. A lot of times if you're stuck for time, all you had to do is had a chance to get that run in. After the run is over, uh, I'm done. Go back in the car, walk back into the house, no stretching, just shower and go on with your day. That can be troublesome for some runners, especially if you've been noticing little aches and little tweaks and little things there. Having that quick stretch after your run, five to 10 minutes, not some long drawn out procedure is important. I've even told some ladies, especially if they're at more risk for injury or they've been battling a little nickel there and a nickel that. So to really even, if you have to when it's time, actually cut off the last five minutes of that run and get your stretching in and your cool down. I know it's not a popular view, but I really believe in the long term for you to be able to hit the pavement for life, running for life, you got to do those little small things throughout the day. So let's go ahead and discuss some common ways to optimize your training by recovering well. We'll talk about massage, compression, heat, cryotherapy or cold, sleep, and rest. So massage. When looking at several research studies in a meta-analysis of about 99 studies published in 2018, massage was found to be the most powerful technique for recovering from DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness and fatigue. So uh, basically a 20 to 30 minute massage that is performed immediately falling or up to two hours after exercise has been shown to be effective in reducing DOMS for 24 hours after exercise. So think about using massage techniques used for after your long runs, not for necessarily after a half or full marathons, getting in that massage directly after some of those things can be a little too touchy in your body, especially after a full marathon. You really want to increase that duration. If you're going to go get a massage, then you really want it to be maybe about five to seven days after the completion of a full marathon. But the technique is going to be a sweetest massage. So it's not going to be deep tissue, not really grinded in there. That's where the ones we can get yourself in trouble if you do that. So the sweetest massage is it's the... Basically, when you think about massage, that's the general techniques. It's going to use long, flowing strokes. It's going to have various pressure, although usually light, a lighter pressure that's helped to release muscle tension and increase blood flow. So we're not talking about sports massages, deep tissue massages. Um, that 20 to 30 minute massage can really do wonders for you with helping with decreasing muscle soreness and fatigue. So. The most common way you can use a Swiss massage is maybe three to five days before a competition. 
Think further out if you haven't had one in a minute. Maybe think about maybe one to two weeks before. So, uh, and using that as a recovery tool for after hard workouts. So next up is going to be compression. So graduated compression tights. Those have really been very popular. I see a lot of people with either compression tights and or the compression sleeves that they wear on their legs. So basically the compression uh, apparel is effective at, at minimizing soreness after exercise and helping athletes recover faster. So studies have shown that compression apparel reduces muscle pain and inflammation in addition to um, improving all of your recovery after that. So basically... It's good for those vibrations, going to have temperature regulation. There actually was a study out of Indiana University that stated that compression clothing had no significant effect on athletic performance. So contrary to belief, wearing those compression tights and compression sleeves for marathons, for races, really does not enhance performance. The really good way to use it is after the performance, knocking those babies on. There was also a study on at Ball State university that said the use of compression gear following tough exercise prevented loss of range of motion, reduced swelling, and promoted the recovery of force production. So that force production is we need the muscles to be able to be firing, hitting hard, and being able to withstand those forces. So they stated that compression gear can help with that. It also had, which some things to us can definitely be that way. It also had a psychological effect too, as people felt that the compression tights help reduce muscle soreness. So never negate the things of something that has helped you and you feel that it's helping you. You may get the effect because you believe that it's helping. So it's worth a try for wearing those compressions. And that's going to be after you stretch, then you can shower, then pull those compression tights on, compression sleeves on, and knock those out, see if you can get some relief and aid in your recovery. Next up is going to be heat, using heat. I got some really good information from runningphysio.com regarding heat. There was stated that there was a new systematic review published here in 2021 that explores good old heat. So this is going to be local heat applications. This is like heating pad, things like that. You're thinking, oh, really? That old heating pad that I use when I'm on my cycle? (laughs) That heating pad actually can help in recovery. So basically, we're shown that there were moderate to large benefits on pain and improved physical function immediate after application. So there also is some benefits of using heat more than using medications. If you have been around me, then you know I'm not a one that's going to like to rely on medications and having to pop Advil, ibuprofen, all the things before and after runs. Those applications do have can have their role, but if you feel like you have to pop Advil or something after every run or to be able to get through a run before, That's where you're leading into a problem there because actually it can delay the healing. It's going to actually decrease that sensation of pain and that makes it feel like everything is okay. So I'm going to continue to run, push hard and push through it. And that area that's being masked is not getting well. So that's one of the things when it comes to having to use medications for 
a period of time or using medications, feel like you need that before and after runs, let's dig back and see why we're feeling we have to use those. Not a good long-term source for that. So heat versus heat versus meds, please try to do some things that are more less invasive before we start relying on medications. So there actually had some favorable outcome in pain, disability, range of motion, and tissue stiffness with heat. Here's three words to let it marinate in your mind. Heated sauna blanket. Yes, please look it up. I love those. I purchased one from eBay and I love it. After workouts, after things, or if I'm just feeling like achy or sore, man, 15 to 20 minutes in there after workout or after I do like a yoga stretch routine before bed and I'm feeling good. Very cost effective. (laughs) <laughs> to be able to try the heated sauna blanket. Yes, I have the traditional um, heating pad as well, but man, since I've gotten that heated sauna blanket over the last few months, it has been a game changer. It has really get some good benefits for me. May not be for everyone, but I love that um, that heated sauna blanket. Number four, chiro- chiral therapy or cold therapy. So what does that look like? So um, identifying another study that said that the optimal time is 10 to 15 minutes to produce best, result, best results in reducing muscle soreness. The temperature is going to be between 11 and 15 degrees Celsius, which equates to about 50 degree, 52 degrees Fahrenheit to 56 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, they said that they observed that the really immersion in water with a temperature lower than that, than that 56 degrees Fahrenheit had a positive impact on inflammation. So for you OGs out there, that good old ice bath may be definitely beneficial. Definitely want to be able to get some things. You're having some calf, you're having heel pain, you're having all the things, getting that lower body in that ice bath up to about 15 minutes has been able to show some benefits. I've had a couple after some long runs, after half marathons that also torturous ice bath has been <laughs> beneficial as well. I, other thing to use, um, like in conjunction with any of these can be even after you get done with workouts, having that yoga position of legs up the wall. A lot of runners, you might've seen doing that legs up the wall and helps with that circulation, helps with swelling, some other benefits that you can just knock out and do without even thinking about it. Moving on to a very underrated way for recovery. And we know, we all know we should do it. Number five is sleep. What does that sleep game look like? I know I'm on the sleep struggle bus sometimes. I know some ladies out there that might be going through the change, all of that, hot flashes, waking up in the night, sleep is not so good. Ladies that may have some more stressors Anyone that has more stressors, if you don't have that sleep, then it's really going to impact on uh, the quality of your workouts, how you're able to recover and how you're able to perform at your best and keep hitting the pavement. So with sleep, if you have poor duration, quality and timing of sleep, that can lead to poor performance, slower recovery and higher risk of injury. Now, we have a thing called growth hormone. That's the substance that simulates muscle growth and repair. 
It is released while we're sleeping and it aids in recovery. So if we don't get that growth hormone being stimulated and being able to be released with that good sleep, then we're going to start having some issues with our recovery and how we feel. And some of those things may not show up right away. It may be that over the last few weeks you've been running, you've been doing your thing, and then you notice that you're just not feeling as well. The runs are just kind of off or you're getting, feel like you're getting slower. You're not really able to increase in that performance. Well, you might look back and say, what is that sleep feeling looking like? So now on the flip side, sleep improves performance. In most studies, we've seen that sleep improves performance. So adults, we need at least seven to nine hours of sleep for optimal health. I know that probably sounds like a reach for some people, but along with being an important part of recovery and the adaptive process between bouts of your exercise and your run, there's a lot of evidence that suggesting that increased sleep duration and improved sleep quality in athletes, yes, you are an athlete, are associated with improved performance and competitive success. We've all been through it. Yes, sleep has been off. Then we go out there and knock out a 5K. Or then we go and it's like, all right, you made it through it. No big deal. But if you're really trying to get the best out of your running, decreasing that risk of injury and performing at your best for half and full marathons, then identify what that sleep game looks like. So good sleep can improve speed, accuracy, and reaction time in athletes. Up your sleep game. Just just be, just do it and you may notice some changes or you being able to break through some plateaus that you didn't even know that you had because your sleep game was off. Last but not least, number six is good old rest. Now, rest can encompass active recovery, active an active rest day, meaning it's a rest day and maybe you do a little bit of some light um, yoga, stretching, and identifying some areas where you might need to get some better work in, maybe some targeted um, mobility on those days. And then there's absolute rest, doing nothing for a day. Now that goes back to what I talked about in the beginning where people are, you know, glorifying the no days off, never miss a Monday. Sometimes you need to miss a Monday. You definitely need to have a day off. (laughs) So ladies And gents, please don't get pressured into the no days off mantra. It's okay to take days off and not feel guilty about it. Everyone is at different lifestyles and different run journeys, but having that period where you're actually getting absolute rest, which is doing nothing on the day, really can help you in the long term. So just don't think about the short term and the long term, continuing to hit the pavement, continue to train, continue to get out there and keep the crazy away. Your body's going to need that rest and recovery. I definitely recommend that you, if you haven't been doing that and you've been go, 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 please just maybe take a step back and see how you do with the period of rest. At the time this recording, we're going to be going into last people's kind of the end of the year of, of different runs and races and half marathons coming up with the last week. So figure out what your, your winter plan is going to look like. Figure out what your after season plan looks like that may be incorporating some more rest days, more uh, mobility, strength days in there will help you be able to optimize your running into the next training cycle. So there you have it. Six ways to recover well so that you can continue to hit that pavement, do your thing, keep the crazy away (laughs) and keep running for life. 
So guess what? Until next time, girl, do the thing. All right, I'm back. Remember, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review. That really helps in me being able to spread the word and let more people know about this podcast. So subscribe, rating, review, tag a friend, and check out some of the resources there in the show notes that may be able to be helpful for you. Hey girl, thanks for listening to the show today. If you're new to running or tired of trying to search Dr. Google on the best ways to begin and continue running without giving up or getting burnt out, then head over to www.runnersuniversity.co slash get started to grab my bulletproof running guide for women. You got this girl. Do your thing. Music produced by King Music. Check them out, y'all.